The Old Mill House. My name is Katie. I'm 21 and I'm from Devon in the UK. When I was 14, my family moved into a house that was called the Old Mill. Before it was converted into a house in the 1950s, it had been various different mills. A sawmill, a paper mill, a flour mill. It even had a water wheel on the slide, along with all the cogs and workings of the wheel inside. The mill had been inactive for some time. The oldest parts of the house date back to the 12th century. I just found the history of the building fascinating. It was a beautiful house. I was excited to move there. Six months after we moved, a man appeared to me in my bedroom. When I saw him, I thought someone had broken in. I screamed and yelled to my parents, there's someone in the house. But by the time they got there, he had vanished. We searched the house. Nothing. No signs of him. I was a bit freaked for a while. I thought maybe my mind was just playing tricks on me. A week later, I saw him again in the exact same spot, the corner of my bedroom. I was home alone. I started screaming, what do you want? At this point, I still believed it was someone breaking in. I scrambled for my phone, but then he spoke to me. He said, I just want to be friends. I used to live here. I just want to visit and see what you've done with the place. I asked him, when did he live here? He said, 1874. I thought he was kidding, but then I noticed his clothing. It was very old fashioned, very Victorian era. He wore a brown suit and held a top hat. I screamed again and ran out into the garden. Then I went back in. He was gone. I was so freaked I didn't tell my parents. The next time he reappeared, he told me his name was Arthur. I always found it strange that he appeared in the exact same spot in the corner of my room. I noticed he had a lot of bruising around his neck. I asked him about it once. He looked very sheepish, then disappeared. He didn't look that old, maybe in his mid-forties. At the time I was going through a rough spell with depression. He started appearing every time my head was in a dark place. He started encouraging these negative thoughts and feelings. This is when I realized he wasn't just a spirit visiting somewhere he used to live. I felt he caught on to the negative energy around me and encouraged it to make him stronger. This is when I told my parents. They thought it was just voices in my head to do with my mental health. We sought medical help, but I felt that nobody took it seriously. That's when we decided we needed to move out of the house. As soon as I left the house, it all stopped. The man left me alone. The voices stopped. That's how I knew I wasn't simply going mad or having some sort of episode. When I told him we were moving, he was very angry. He told me, you're mine. That's when the figure of two girls appeared. Every time they appeared, he would disappear. They were about the same age I was at the time, 15, 16. One of them spoke to me. Her name was Mary. She said that I needed to leave to get out and to save myself from him. I believed her. There was even one time when Mary possessed me. I have no recollection of any of it. My parents witnessed it. I was lying in bed, crying. They were comforting me. Apparently my body went stiff around 5 to 10 seconds. Then I started talking, but it wasn't my voice at all. I was saying, get out, get out. You need to protect yourselves from him. Save yourselves. Then I had a coughing fit and came back to myself. When we moved out of the house, it felt like a breath of fresh air, like a weight had been lifted off of our shoulders. Luckily, the sale of my parents' business meant we could buy and move into a new house before selling the old mill. I'm very appreciative that we managed to do that. I was just at the point where I needed to be out of that house. When we moved into our new home, we got chatting to one of our neighbors. Turned out he was a medium. We told him all about our experiences with the old house. 
He offered to go down there with one of his medium friends to see if they picked up on anything. Now we didn't tell him all the details, but what he and his medium friend found out was amazing. Turns out Arthur was a priest who lived there in the 1870s. He had held two girls captive there, Mary and Elizabeth, and he accidentally killed them. He felt so guilty and ashamed of what he did, he ended up hanging himself in the corner of what would become my bedroom. We managed to sell the house a year ago. We did tell the new owners that we had some spiritual activity, but we didn't tell them the full extent of it. We didn't want to sell the house to a family who had any young girls as we didn't want them experiencing anything similar to what I did. Luckily, it was a lovely elderly couple who bought it. When we told them about it being slightly haunted, they thought it was rather splendid. All houses have history to them, even new builds. I wouldn't say that I would never again live in a haunted house, just as long as the spirits are friendly and wish me no harm. Welcome to the True Scary Stories with Edie and Nick podcast. This is the podcast where two stand-up comedians read scary stories submitted by our fans, the Uglies. Hi, guys! Oh, that sounded like a very, it was a very, like, where's my hug? Yeah, yeah. Very good. <laughs> it was like some creepy person walks like, where's my hug? It was a little bit, where's my hug? Anyway. Um, so this is a podcast that does have some commentary after the stories. If you want to submit your scary encounter to us, you can do that on the website, the Instagram, or on the Facebook, which is my personal favorite. All the true scary stories with Evie and Nick. We would love, 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 love to hear from you. Perfect. I think that was great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, all right. This was like the third time we've had to do it. All right, so the old mill, haunted house, this old man haunting this this, this yeah. girl when she was in her teens. She's depressed, and then she kind of feels like this this spirit like that. Yeah. Liked making her negative, like that. And then That's what they she do. was getting visited by girl spirits that were her age saying, you need to leave, you need to leave, get away from him. Mediums came over, turns out. That How this did you guy, just get the mediums to come over? Well, because they, they were talking to their new neighbors. That's the thing. They moved to a new place. Yeah. They found out their neighbors were mediums. Uh, they, okay. Their so neighbor just... offered, hell yeah, I'll, I'll go there. I'll bring somebody. We'll figure out the story. They found out that Arthur, the, the male ghost, was a priest who held two two females, 15 and 16, captive, accidentally in killed them. In that house? In the yeah, house. In that and then house. hung himself. Okay, yeah. He accidentally unalived them, yes. right? Yes. Which I'm like accidentally. Like, I don't know. I, maybe an accidentally is in his in that sense is what I to him he probably thought it was an accident. Like he wasn't feeding them enough, or he mm. did something terrible to them. Mm. He's not thinking about them. Yeah, because you know he's what I'm saying. Him. Like something. I know, but like, it was they like, shouldn't write it like that though. Like well, accident. That, that's how the mediums say. Yeah. It. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, I accidentally, you know, sometimes. Uh, Eat all the hot dogs. <laughs> yes, you do very accidentally. But if I had a medium here, they would be like, she didn't accidentally do it. She knew she did it. You don't accidentally. She unalive, saw they were the last ones. Two people. I two get what people. you're saying. Yeah. Because I've had a lot of accidents in my life, but I've never accidentally done that. You're right. No, he's a terrible person. <laughs> so I and he was trying I... to do it to somebody else. Yeah. Who was live and he was dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, bad yeah, person. Yeah. He's still at it. Okay, yeah. so then this girl moves in. She gets visited by that spirit. She feels super bad about it because obviously he's a super creep. And then the girls come in, try to, like, warn girl code warner. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Got it. 
So does she move out or like? They moved out. Yes, the family moved out. That's where they moved into a new place. I missed that part. Yeah, they they moved out. And moved into a new place. Yes. And she just was like. Never felt it again. Yeah. Never felt the so, old man again. Okay, but th- uh, ugh, that kind of like makes me upset if those girls are stuck with that guy. Yeah. In that house still. It's terrible. It's a terrible thing to to believe about the spiritual world is that <sighs> these this traumatic thing happened and these these two young spirits are still stuck. I know, but with imagine their like you're yeah you're dead and it's like I still got to deal with I you. Know, it's terrible. It'd be like if you died and someone's like you still have to do taxes or something like that. Yeah. Where it's like I'm I thought I'm. But we've also discussed Sorry, the idea. <laughs> we've also discussed the idea of the energy that gets left behind. Yeah. So it might not be the actual spirits of these girls, but the energy of them. Okay, yeah. And I also hope that, like, they have the ability to, like, get away from him. Mm-hmm. But when they see he's messing with another girl, maybe they, they, pop, take care they pop up. Yeah. But they're not bound to him. Yeah. You know, like, they're kind of on their revenge era. Yeah. The CEOs of revenge. There you go. All right, good. All right, you ready for the next story? Yes. Wasn't My Sister, written by G-Cat. I graduated from high school in 2019. I was promoted to supervisor for a kitchen in a nursing home down the street. Since I oversaw dinner, I didn't start work until about 3.30pm. I would get home around 10pm. For the first half of the day, I would be home completely alone. I enjoyed that time. Solitude was always nice. Normally, I would sleep in until about noon. This time, I decided to relax on the couch in our main living room and watch Kitchen Nightmares. I would not often fall into a light sleep. Any small noise would wake me up. The first few times I cracked my eyes open, it would just be from the cats jumping on me. So, when I felt the cushion by my feet dip a bit, I figured it was my cat, Peach. After a moment, I opened my eyes. I realized my younger sister was sitting at the end of the couch her back to me. I figured she just stayed home from school, sick. I asked her if she could move her head so that I could see the TV. She ignored me. Annoyed, I asked her why she was home. Once again, she remained silent. I came to the conclusion that she was just being rude, so I closed my eyes and fell back asleep. After about another hour, I got up to get ready for work. I noticed that my sister wasn't in the room anymore, or in the house. Concerned, I called her. After trying to call her a few times and getting nothing, I called my mother. I asked my mother if Sis told her where she was going. My mother was confused. She said she dropped Sis off at school before going to work. My sister had been school this whole time? In shock, I hung up and kept this to myself. I was convinced I was losing my mind. It was all in my head. But I remember that moment so vividly. What my sister was wearing, how she was sitting, how I felt the shift in the couch when she sat down. It had to be real. There was something in my house with me that morning, yet it was not my sister. I kept this experience to myself. As a kid, I had what my parents called a very active imagination. Always seeing things, hearing things, and being easily spooked. It actually took me a few years to tell my little sister about this. Yet something she said to me changed that real fast. In September 2022, my sister and I were waiting in line for a ride at a local amusement park. My sister and I aren't very close. We don't have much in common. We struggle to have a conversation. And for the most part, we stood in that line in silence. But out of the blue, she spoke up. Cat, 
Want to hear something freaky? As a lover of all things spooky, I immediately replied with an eager yes. My sister is a night owl. Over the summer, she would stay up until 6 a.m. She would be the only one awake. One night, she noticed light coming from the crack in her bedroom door. She heard both my voice and our mother's voice talking. Only it was hard to understand, as if we were either speaking too quickly or just complete gibberish. She quickly grabbed her phone, checking the time. Her confusion only grew when she noted it was 3 a.m. What were we doing awake? Sometimes my mom and I would go to the front window if the weather was bad during the night to keep an eye on the storm. She figured that's what was going on. After a few minutes, she could still hear the voices and see the lights. Growing curious, she got out of bed and opened her bedroom door. She rushed into the hall, expecting to see my mother and I by the window talking. Only that's not what she saw. There were no lights on. It was completely dark besides the illumination from her phone. There was no one in sight. Not our mother, not me, not even the cats were out there. Unsettled and confused, she turned to my bedroom door thinking I was messing with her. She opened my door. I was asleep with both cats. She goes back into the hall. My parents' bedroom door is also shut. She peeks in there and both are sleeping. Now, my sister is a rational person, so she, she completely pushed this event out of her mind. But like my own experience, this sat in the back of her mind. The house grew to be a little less comfortable. She mentioned how she felt like there was always someone watching, as if they were tucked in a corner just observing her. When she told me that, a pit in my stomach opened up. I had chills. After we went on the ride, I told her about what happened to me, how I saw her at home that day, spoke to her, and even remembered what she wore. That was the first time I saw her get scared. She kept saying, I wasn't home. I asked, well, what do you think it was then? We still don't know. We don't know if we want to know. The only thing we are sure of is there is something in our house. All right, so there's something in your house. I think that... Is it a mimic? Is it a spirit that just wants to look? Because it, it wasn't like a voice. I just think it's a nosy, like, spirit. Like, kind of when you have a neighbor and they're, like, in your business, I think it's just, it's just in their business. Or let me ask you this. Do you think it somehow it was uh, a time split and they were seeing something from another time where it was the sister from a different time, but it was kind of like... Oh, a weird oh, illusion. Oh, why wouldn't it be just a doppelganger or something like that? It could be a doppelganger also, yeah. That also, a mimic. We, we, we know about those. Yeah, yeah. The mimic thing, I feel like, is just very, like... It's Mimics kind of very jackass-y. Uh, I mean, yeah. Jack Jerky. Yeah, jerky. Yeah, yeah. It's like, kind of like that. It's very crude. It's, I feel like they're just really making fun of you. I think uh, that what they... Why they mimic you is because... They get their energy from acknowledgement. Yeah, and, and they also when they turn into like this person that you're acquainted or you're close to, they get your energy. They from get it. your that that they get your love and that they get all feeling. That stuff. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I am comfortable. I feel this person. I yeah. Am, yeah. Exactly. So you know, it, there really is no telling what this was that was in this house, and it and it's crazy that the story came from somebody that was working in a nursing home, wondering if I wonder if she brought something home with her. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I'm sure like a lot of like evil entities prey on people when they're at the end of their life and they're, yeah, and they're weak and and so now you have this yeah. young person coming in. You're like, oh, I'm attaching to yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, I think nursing homes and hospitals, like there's places where people are sick and they're weak, 
that definitely attracts those kinds Or let me ask you this. Here's the other thing I'm going to ask you, all right? Was this Gordon Ramsay in disguise as oh, her I sister? Oh, I forgot about Gordon Ramsay. That's something I Because they were I wrote watching down. Kitchen Nightmares. I wrote it. Yeah, I wrote it down because <laughs> I know, you I and me love Gordon Ramsay. I know, I know. Go ahead. It's raw. It's raw. It's raw. What, what is this? Uh, oh. Is it frozen? What's wrong yeah, with you? I forgot about that. Ah, <gasps> damn. I forgot about That's that. I need to start damn. writing more stuff down. So yeah, Kitchen, I know. I, I was like, oh, she's going to love the Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> I did love the Kitchen Nightmares part, but I forgot about it. I need to write it down. It's raw. It's next to cooked meat. That's it always says it's like a diaper or whatever. Oh, yeah, it yeah, looks like a crushed up yeah. diaper. Yeah, whatever This looks like says. dog vomit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, take it back. Oh, it's just greasy. Greasy. And then he always goes, damn. 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 Ah. At the end. Damn. That's so, what yeah. I need to write down. So do you think this was Gordon Ramsay? No, but okay, I right. do make... know that my friend <laughs> I do know that my friend was an Uber driver in New Mexico when he was filming one of the hotel um hell things. Uh-huh. And so he drove him every day. Whoa. And you know what he said? What? He was nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure he is. He said he was nice. I'm sure he's so. a nice guy. Yeah, he was very... Well, there we go, guys. Tell us what you guys think. Send us your comments. Do you think that it was a spirit, a mimic, somebody from the nursing home, or was it Gordon Ramsay? We need to know. All right, you ready for the next story? It's raw! Yeah, I'm ready. Deathbed Confessions. This comes from the TikTok of Heart Starts Pounding. What is some of the craziest stuff people have confessed to as they're dying? Well, in this series, I'm going to read to you some of the craziest ones I could find. This story comes from a hospice nurse that was dealing with a patient who had fought in the Vietnam War. Early on in his treatment, she actually asked him if he had any siblings, and he mentioned that he did have a brother, but he passed away in Vietnam. He also had a wife who had previously passed away, and because of this, he didn't have a lot of people that would come visit him. The man had dementia, and the nurse said that at times, it felt like he was digging deep into his brain to find moments from his life that he could describe to the nurse in vivid detail. So one night, the nurse comes in, and the man is in really rough shape, like it looks like he's not going to make it through the night. And when she walks in, he starts beckoning her over, like, come here, come here, come here. So the nurse comes over, and the man begins to tell her that his brother wasn't killed by an enemy soldier in Vietnam. He had actually killed his brother. And not only that... But these men were twins, so when the brother died, the other one fully assumed his identity when he came back to the States. Meaning that when he came back from the war, he took his brother's entire life, including his wife. The man ended up passing away that night, and later on the nurse told his daughter what she had heard. And the daughter did not believe her at all, but then years later, she finds a handwritten confession from her father stuffed in a Bible. See, that's why I don't have a twin. Is that why you don't have a twin? <laughs> Not because it's a genetic thing? No, uh, I just, I was like, you know what? I can't trust him. Yeah. There's always an evil twin and then there's a nice twin. Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't, I, uh, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for you. It wasn't for me. Yeah. But, I mean, no, but to lie to also your mom and come back and say that. What's a lie to everybody? Your brother The whole died. family, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, the other, the and other sibling died. grieve over, yeah. You, basically you know grieving Actually, over you. That's kind of a vibe, because then you get to see how much they liked you. Oh, yeah, because they could be like, oh, yeah, good. The yeah, terrible yeah, twin yeah. left. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, that's like, funny. you know, they have post a Facebook thing, and they're like, yeah. oh, my gosh, I knew Finally, him so well. Finally, the twin we hated left. Uh, I knew him so well, and everyone acts like they knew him because yeah. they passed away. Yeah. 
It actually would be kind of cool to see what people say about you. I think the shadiest part of the whole story is uh, the fact that he took his brother's wife. Like, that's like... And but he took a kids, too, didn't he? I don't know if they... they I don't know if they were technically his kids. Uh, you know, because they didn't say wife and kids. They said took his wife. So he may actually have been the father. Yeah. But he just was... Okay, yeah. A different identity. But what's up with the wife that she doesn't notice? She like, didn't know it, right? Like, Okay, hey, but that's kind of weird where it's like... Like, you used to like your eggs scrambled. Yeah, what? exactly. <laughs> and, like, inside jokes you guys have and, like... I guess maybe the twin could have said that his taste changed because of the war. Yeah. Maybe that's why the wife was like, oh, that's why he's different. No, Everybody came back come different. come on. Like, you know specific things about I know. People, maybe she like, always. Maybe she always wondered... Yeah, maybe he came back from the war. And but this he is like, also... He just... He got... He's just changed because of the war. This is also old school marriage, different yeah, era, yeah, different yeah. time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I guess so, but, like, this isn't... I mean, it's Are not you gonna like call picking... Your... It's not like picking out a hamster where they all look the same. It's like these people have, like... I know. It's, you know, it was bad. I was bad on the brother's wife, part. You know, you have jokes and specific things. I mean, who things. knows? Maybe she knew. Honestly, in specific ways you talk. Yeah. too like i don't talk a, like my siblings i have different a different cadence and stuff like that even handwriting and stuff like that i mean well i think how did she not know i think this if she knew or she didn't know because of the error because of the time because a divorce wasn't really a was thing it there? yes it was the era no, yes I'm what was there the vietnam war era the 60s 70s oh yeah because of the time, because of the era, because of where, because you can't call out a veteran, you can't yeah. say you're lying, veteran. She probably just like, there is some differences, but I still have a husband. Or also, maybe she didn't want to believe he was gone too. That too. Who knows? You know. I don't know though. It's very shady. I feel like even with twins, I know some twins, and I know I can distinguish the differences between them. Because one of them has a tattoo, one of them doesn't. But no, I'm just kidding. Well, I, but would, I can tell the way they're different. I would from guess. The voices and stuff. If anybody had known specifically, it was the wife, and it seems like she was just like, "I'm what just gonna I look gonna past it. it. What am I gonna do about it?" Yeah. What am I gonna do about it? I don't have rights. I don't have the ability it's to a like get a different time. Account. It's like this. <laughs> it done. So it's just like yeah. So yeah, crazy story, yeah. crazy deathbed yeah. confession. And the twin thing. That's yeah. why I never chose to be a twin. That's why you never chose to be a twin. All right. I didn't want him to kill me in the war. Let's get ne- back. Let's get to the next story. Yeah. Celebrity hauntings, written by Ghost Guy Brandon. What if I told you beloved actress Lucille Ball reportedly haunts her home in Beverly Hills? Welcome to the Ghost Guy Files. The I Love Lucy star is one of the most beloved actresses of all time and served as an inspiration to generations of upcoming female comedians. And even though Lucille died in 1989, it is said she never left her former home. Paranormal activity reported from the current owners range from loud talking to random broken windows, the sounds of furniture moving, and even hearing the I Love Lucy theme song coming from the attic. According to one report, after Lucille's death, one of her friends was driving by the former home. She saw that they were doing construction and tearing down walls. When she looked closely, she saw a thin, young redhead outside of the house looking at all the construction. When she looked closely, she realized it was Lucille. The figure walked behind the house and disappeared. So would you live in a house haunted by Lucille Ball? Why not? Everybody loves Lucy. 
Okay. <laughs> that was a joke I was gonna make, but yes, I would. I would. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like she just uh, she thinks she's still in an episode. She's like, "Here's my theme music. Whoa, I'm mm-hmm. getting crazy and knocking things over." I think because it was her house when they changed it, she's like, "I need to oversee it." Yeah, and she probably did have a lot of. En- I mean, people that are creatives obviously have a lot of energy. Yeah. So in their spirit life, they probably yeah. are around more. I think she lived there for a long time. I mean, she got old there, so it was years and years of being in this house. Uh, it doesn't sound like a bad haunting. You know, no. when, it's funny when you add Lucille Ball to it, you're like, oh, the plate's smashed. Oh, that's that's just Lucy. Yeah, you know? exactly. Whereas if it was a, another spirit, yeah, you'd be like, this is be, evil. She'd be getting a shenanigans. Yeah, oh, she's getting a she, Oh, she baked bread that was too big. Do you think Ethel was, was big. with her? Like her friend. Oh, wouldn't was that be great? Was her friend's name Ethel? The neighbor was named yeah, Ethel. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her friend, yeah, Do you yeah. think she was on the other side with her? I, I hope so. I would hope so, so that, that would they be great. could, like, mess up a conveyor belt together. Something. Like, like they used to. Yeah. I'd be okay with the Lucille Ball haunting. Yeah, I wouldn't be too too I'd freaked be out about it. I'd be kind of freaked out, although, about this friend who keeps driving by. And, like, and checking on the yeah, house? Yeah, Oh, I didn't even think about that. That person, I'd be, like, kind of, like... Like, hey, can you stop? That's, like, more stalkery. It's like, what are you doing at Lucy's house? But what are ghosts but stalkers? You know? No. Okay, all right. I'll go with this. Explain. They stalk you. You think that? Yes. Okay. They follow you around. Have you never played Super Mario or anything like that? When you, like, (laughs) And the ghost follows you every time you... you look at it. Every time you don't look at it? Oh, all right. That's how exactly how our world operates. I, I will... Take your explanation. <laughs> so we have decided on this podcast that we would welcome Lucille Ball into our place. I would, yes. We'd be fine with it. I, you know, I bet that house is expensive. So whoever, whoever bought that house, you know, they got money. And They're you know good. She's gonna be like, because she always said something like that. Yeah, that would be great. I'll tell you the only thing that upset me about this whole story is that the guy said. She was an inspiration to female comedians. She was an inspiration to comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need to do that. You don't need to say female to comedians in general. Yeah, yeah, in general. Lucy was hilarious to me. So stop. Yeah, I used to love that show growing up. Oh, I loved it. Still yeah. love it. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it's a great yeah. show. I liked it. She too. did it. She did a thing. She did a thing. She can haunt all of Hollywood for all I care. Should we start this over? I'm just kidding. All right. You ready to keep going? I'm sorry. No, I'm just... I'm just I know, I know, I know, you you're, 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 so I know, you're, right, be, go, you're go, being go. very loosey right now. All right, let's keep going. All right, we're on to the last story, and with that comes the, 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 the last story announcements. Wicka, 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 last story announcements. Very good. If you have a paranormal encounter, please write us and tell us about it so we can read it on the podcast. You can do that on the face script, the face script, the Facebook, the group. Facebook group, Instagram. Jeez. No, I'm doing it. Instagram or the website, all at True Scary Stories with Evie and Nick. Tell us, we want to hear about it. And also give us five stars on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast because it really does help us out or, so much. Or just put it on a bathroom stall. Five stars. True Scare Stories. <laughs> I like it. All right, good. We also but have shows no, coming no, up. No, don't put it on a bathroom stall. Okay, don't. Put, do it on, put it on iTunes. So that we gotta too. Get, put it on both. All right. So, Let's make a compromise. So we've got some shows coming up. Uh, next Friday, March 10th, we will be... Doing the Dirty at 1230 in Las Vegas. It's very fun, free show. 
South Point Casino, very late. It starts at 12.30 a.m. It's always a wild show. But we will be at regular times at Stir Crazy Comedy Club, March 23rd through the 25th in Glendale, Arizona. And, uh, you know, those, let's see what else we got here. Uh, then we'll be in Chandler, Arizona, April 14th through the 15th, and El Paso, April 20th to 23rd. So don't pass so on the show. Yeah, and you guys can go to my my website and my bio on on uh, Instagram. You can click the links. Uh, I've got a Brea show coming up that I'm gonna be giving free tickets to. So make sure you follow us. Make sure you find us. I want to hook you up. Get them on the guest list. Yep. Get them on the guest list. Mm-hmm. Get them on some kind of list. When I can, I do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get them on the FBI watch list. Oh, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. I, wanna, I wouldn't want that either. That was too much. All right, but most of all, give us five stars. Yes. If you're not going to give us five stars, don't even do it. Don't do it. No reason. <laughs> don't do it. Just send us a, a message. Right. Okay. Right. What? <laughs> we'll just send your complaints to us. Send. Oh, yeah. Don't okay. put it on iTunes. Uh, yeah, that's Tell true. Us. We're the corporate. Yeah. We're corporate. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, send them to us. All right, this last story is called... Man, this is a hard one, too. Skelly Skele- Go ahead. Skelly. Skelly And it is written by Outside Observer. My mom loves dressing up, decorating, and generally celebrating every holiday out there. My dad is more of a holidays are just a day off work kind of guy. But when they got their first nicer apartment together around Halloween, my dad bought my mom a toy skeleton as a joke was so incredibly silly looking. Since they were being patient about starting a family, they used to pick on each other by occasionally saying things like, you forgot to feed Skeleton again today, didn't you? I can see his ribs. You know, dumb parent jokes like that. I mean, I guess it's cute. When I was born, they put the skeleton into my room. They used to tell me that Skeleton was my big brother. He's gonna keep me safe from the ghouls and goblins of the world. We even had a bedtime song about him. Skeleton is mostly fabric and stuffing with some rigid pieces underneath for bones. He has an orange and black wide brim hat with matching striped vest and pants. He has black shoes and a bow tie the same color. When I was very young, I used to revere Skeleton like I would an older brother. I never played with him directly. He was only ever involved in make-believe and in the role of advisor or wise man to the other toys. It's not that my parents told me not to play with him, or that he was fragile or anything. I just thought of him as different. Late one night when I was eight years old, he spoke to me. The hair rose on the back of my neck. I stayed up to watch some TV in my room. It took me a moment to realize the sound had not come from the TV. He said, go wake up your parents or something bad will happen soon. I looked to where the sound was coming from. The only thing on my dresser in that direction was Skeleton. Of course, I didn't assume it was him right away. Hello, I said out loud, clutching my covers tightly. I saw Skeleton's mouth move this time. His voice was very calm, deliberate, and forceful. Go wake up your parents, or something bad will happen soon. Being eight, I ran to my parents' room crying. They asked what was going on. I told them I had a nightmare. Even at that age, I knew what I had seen wasn't normal. I was scared to say it out loud, and make it real. I slept in my parents' bed that night. The next time it happened was two months later. Similarly to the last time, I was up late, 
This time my cousin Simon was spending the night. Simon and I were playing video games. Simon went to the bathroom. While he was gone, Skelison spoke to me again. Go wake up your parents or something bad will happen soon. This time I didn't freeze or cry. I knew Simon would be back in a minute. I was more confused and scared this time. I asked, what's going to happen? Skelison turned his head towards me and only repeated himself verbatim. Go wake up your parents or something bad will happen soon. His head snapped back into place as I heard the door swing open and Simon re-entered. Simon asked me, who are you talking to? I asked him, did you hear that? Well, I only heard mumbling, you, but I didn't hear what you said. Were you yelling at the game? Simon hadn't seemed to have heard anything specific after all. Skeleton didn't move or speak for another six months. On my ninth birthday, all of my friends and I were going to an amusement park. The day before, I was so excited, I thought I was going to be sick. I was reading all about the rides, attractions, the food at the park. I was in bed, and Skeleton spoke again. Go wake up your parents or something bad will happen now. He said the last word so sharply that it shook the windows. I sat up half terrified and half in disbelief. I opened my mouth to speak, but before I could take a breath, he screamed, Now, now, now! I took off running. I burst through my mom and dad's door and screamed, I need help, before I blacked out. I woke up 38 days later in the hospital. They said I had a tumor the size of a golf ball and it was growing. If they hadn't caught it when they did, it would have started putting pressure on my brain. I could have started having hallucinations or even permanent brain damage. The operation was a success. I've never had any serious complications aside from the 4 inch section of my scalp where the hair, hair won't grow. The doctors insisted my blacking out was unrelated and just a random panic attack. They insisted there wouldn't have been any symptoms at all. My brain was normal and there was no excess pressure anywhere yet. They said normally you can't really tell until it's already causing problems. They said we were so lucky, so very, very lucky. They all patted themselves on the back for going through with the CT scans, just in case. Skeleton never spoke to me again. He never moved. He never gave any indication he was anything more than a stuffed toy with a silly backstory. I still keep him around though. He moved with me when I went to college, much to the confusion and amusement of my parents, who never got the full story from me. He lives with me in my first home now. I'll introduce him to my kids as their guardian uncle. He'll have a placement in their bedrooms when they sleep at night. Because even though it would be really easy for me to dismiss the encounters as hallucinations, my doctors were wrong about it. There was a reason they took those scans. My dad wouldn't let it go, and he forced them to take the scans. They argued with him to no end, but he wouldn't back down or explain why he was convinced they needed to be done. When my mom asked him afterwards how, how could he have known, how could he have seen what the doctors couldn't, he swore her to secrecy. Well, mom and I drink wine together. She told me what he said. My dad said to her, I know this might sound crazy, but as we were rushing out the door to the hospital, I heard someone shout, make them check her brain from her bedroom. <laughs> Skeletor or skeleton? Skeleton. Skeleton. Because it's their son. Skeleton. That's our skeleton. How did they know what gender it is? It had a top hat. It had a top hat. A I mean, girls could wear top thing. hats. What about what about skeleton? Oh, there's nothing good for it. Skeleton. Skele I, I want to be like skeleton. 
<laughs> Skella daughter? Skeletor? Because maybe he half dinosaur? Got a striped vest, pants, black shoes, bow tie. Okay, I guess. You know. Um, son. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a book in the Bible. But anyway. So Skeleton, they buy him. They think he's really cute. He sounds cute with his little top hat and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And they decide that this is like, a, honestly, like it seems like a very manipulative thing too. But for whoever wanted a kid mm. to be like, this is our kid now. Yeah. Isn't it not that different from, <laughs> from if we had one? a real kid? Like, I mean, they would have muscles and cartilage but skeleton they would still have mm -hmm. right yeah it's it's a it's strange kind of it's like a goofy a, yeah, thing it's kind of like a, it's hinting at like that kind of thing anyway it's a goofy couple thing whoever did it was probably hinting like we need to have a kid yeah that's why yeah that's what i'm saying it's like yeah. kind of like a little whoever bit of a it was we don't know who thing. it was all right so then whoever it is gets their wish basically they give they get they actually have a child because they have the child and then they say to this child this is your older brother yeah who will be watching you so yeah. they give this halloween decoration yeah. that they've been loving that's like a really messed up thing to do to a kid honestly though when you think it's about strange. it it's strange your your big brother is a skeleton it's very toy very strange yes Yes. And then I mean, now I'm thinking they're both kind of weirdos for that. Well, definitely. I didn't because when you tell a little kid something, yeah, like they've only had their brain for like maybe like a few months, and it's like when you tell them something like that's your brother, like they believe that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's and what now happens. they go to school and say things like my my brother's a um a skeleton, skelernaut. Yeah. <laughs> a skelernaut, a a skeleton or whatever. A yeah, a skeleton. Is that right? No, skeleton, but it's okay. You got it. You got it. Anyway, so then they go and they say that at at school or something like that, and they get made fun of. So it's honestly a weird thing to tell your kid because mm -hmm. it really messes with their psyche. Um, and then I wrote down. But in this case, oh. giving this 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 role to this this toy, yeah, did help because this toy ended up saying, "Go wake up your parents." Something bad's gonna happen. Go wake did, up your parents. Did it really? Did, was that what happened, or did the, did this kid feel so manipulated by his parents into thinking this thing was his brother? Well, that's the debate. Yeah. Was the kid just hallucinating it? Yeah. Was the kid imagining it? Did this really happen? But that's why at the end of the story. I know. I know what happened. The at dad the end of the story. said. Yeah. I heard it. Yeah. 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 So it and had maybe to it wasn't to the even dad. the toy. Maybe it was something that was attached to the toy. Yeah, yeah. And it's also like the dad in the scary movie is always like the one who's like the last to believe in whatever. Yeah. Okay, so then it's warning them about the tumor and da-da-da-da. And it doesn't matter. Nothing is done. But no, then the... he talks to the dad. Yeah. And then the dad is like... Let's go to hospital. Yeah, no, no, no. but, but like, why didn't he just contact the dad first? <laughs> I mean, that's a good question. Because it was it was in the kids' you. room. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe it was in the kids' like, room. Like, why do you waste his time with? Who knows? Maybe they. It's did... a tumor. Well, like, you can't but, waste time. Well, let's say this. Maybe the parents did hear it. Yeah. But they just dismissed it. Maybe they did. Kid had video games. Kid had this. Maybe they just dismissed it. They were like, and just this oh my one god, thing. I thought Scolaris has said something today. Or nothing. They just heard a voice. They didn't yeah. know it was Skeleton. 
So, but as the dad was leaving, heard this random thing say, make sure to check his head. Yeah. And he was like, skeleton. Skeleton. No problem. We did it. Skele- and then there over. was a tumor up in there. Yeah. And that was, yeah, yeah. And that the was kid a- was saved. Yeah. Oof. There you go. Thank you so much. And, but skeleton never spoke again. So it did his job. Good job, skeleton. I like skeleton. You would. Yeah. You would. You would. You seem very distrustful. I'm not. Skeleton. I'm not anti-skeleton. That sounds like it. You don't even say his name right. <laughs> I can't figure it out. You don't even say his name right. How was it said? Skeleton. That's what I said. Skeleton. Yes. All right. Okay. But if, if someone has a tumor, like why not just tell the parents right away? It'd be like if a kid got hurt and I told other kids. Yeah. We and don't, then I but do tell the parents right away. We like, don't know the if they, if maybe it was trying, but the parents just dismiss. Adults don't, don't believe in what they hear. That, was, uh, that sounded like a voice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you know who also doesn't believe things? Like who? parents when kids tell them like ridiculous yeah. stuff. Yeah, parents. <laughs> like, oh, skeletons don't mean this weird thing. Okay, all right. Yeah, exactly. So why yeah. don't you just go to the parents first? I'm telling you, the parents probably did hear and didn't, didn't think of anything of it uh, what kind of skeleton is this <laughs> one that was trying hard all right guys well you let us know what you think is this a good skeleton or is it a bad skeleton do you like these stories did you enjoy this episode it was a is it a skeleton or a skeleton oh man there you go i think it was a great guy uh i think it, it helped i like skeleton by the way, guys, you want to hear uh, you want to hear a spooky thing that happened to us recently? So I was asleep. <laughs> All right, this is where the story starts for me. I was asleep, and uh, anybody that knows when I sleep, I turn off my ringer. In fact, my ringer's off most of the time, but every now and then I'll get a feeling like I need to check my phone. So I woke up, and my phone had all these missed calls and text messages from an Edie Gibson. Help, help me, help me, I need your help. Emergency. Emergency, need your help. <laughs> Called her. She had taken my car to go do a, a quick job. Because I didn't have gas in my car. Because she didn't have gas in her car, okay. Uh, so she took my car. My car is one of those key fobs, you just push start kind of thing. She ran to to the, the class, she was a teacher. And yep. she ran there and uh, dropped my keys somewhere. So she taught the class, didn't know until she went back to the car. And didn't have the keys. Had no clue where they went. Couldn't right. find them. Was calling me. Finally, I answered because I got an extra key fob here. So I was like, all right. I got her car. Went there. We, we looked for it everywhere we could. I went into my car. It would not turn on. I uh, might have been crying. She was, she was distressed. <laughs> I so, was crying. So I was there was no key in my car. We didn't know where it was. And it's the kind of thing that, like, you don't have to plug it in. Like, if the, yeah. if the key is in the key's around, in the vicinity, it, you could turn it, on the car. Yeah, it'll do it. it yeah. It was like key nowhere around. So there was no key around. So I'm like, all right, whatever. It's lost. Let's just go home, be done with it. She stayed looking. I went back home. Uh, I went take a shower. She came home. And lo and behold, she sees on the couch the lost keys. Sitting right, on the when couch. I like walked in. Right in view. They and were then, on the couch. And then I got out and she's like, hey, the, the keys are here. I was like, oh, no, I said, hey, the keys are here. And she's like, yeah. Yeah, because I picked them up and I was like, 
those look just like his keys, but they must not be like the key keys. Yeah. I thought that was like the spare key or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, the, the lost keys have appeared on, on the, the couch. couch. Have no idea how. Yeah. Because I couldn't have got to the school to teach if to teach. If she didn't have the keys. There's <laughs> to, no way the keys were here. I couldn't and have she done that. Yeah. I couldn't have driven there if I didn't have the keys. Yes. So, so, and they were missing, and then we came back, they were here already. They were here already. Now, yeah. here's the crazy part of the story. Edie doesn't even know this. Uh-oh, now I'm scared. A day prior to that, I bought this toy skeleton. Uh-oh. And I called it Skeletom, our Skeleton. other our other roommate. <laughs> and I said, hey, man, make sure to keep an eye on Edie every now and then. Uh, no, no, no. We have no idea how the key showed up. We have no idea. Well, so, that's weird spooky. because I hired a skeleton as well. And his oh, name yeah? is Skeleton. Whoa. And he, and he takes people out. Hey, you need me to take people out? Skeleton. Yeah. So, uh, skele- yeah, yeah. so okay. crazy little thing that happened. Yeah, Wanted no, that to was tell like you guys about own, that. That was like our own... Um, spooky story. Well, no, no, no. What's the word? When things like you remember them differently than the uh, Mandela the, effect, yeah, kind of oh, like that. Yeah, I think it was uh, one like we've been reading about people finding lost things. Yeah, we've been having a lot of stories about Who people finding like lost, like their like a ring from like ten years ago, and they live in a different state now. Like these things are just like popping out of the sky. Honestly, I'm gonna be honest, guys. I, I was think a, it's time travel. People, I was afraid to thank anything because I don't know what found it and brought it back to us. Yeah, no, there was no way it should. Be been have back here so yeah so that's our story this is our episode and that was the your story but i also think the reason that these things show up is because tra- time travelers it's like a butterfly effect and so, then it like messes up little things and then it like it messes with us oh no yeah honestly what i think no is- honestly you like you lost the keys <laughs> Yeah, you lost the keys. I think you have a weird energy that you don't want to acknowledge, but it's very strong, and there's something that you're connected to that that saved you. No, I think I'm really normal. Okay, all right. Well, guys, thank you for listening to the episode. Please give us five stars. Come back next week. We love you. I definitely love you. I love you so much. And uh, send send us your stories. Follow us. Come to our shows, and have a good night.